0: Hi, and welcome to Future Proof Your Career, the podcast for VAs and online business managers. We're your hosts, Ingrid Bayer and Melissa Patterson from the VA Institute, your go-to resource for all things VA. Buckle up and let's get into it. Welcome, everyone. This is the second episode in our podcast and we're so pleased to have you here. This is Ingrid Bayer from BA Institute and with me, as always, is the lovely Melissa Patterson. Welcome, Melissa. Thank you. Welcome, Ingrid. I'm so (laughs) excited today. Yes. So we're going to do a little bit of a... Introduction to both of us actually. Um, but, but today's
1: all about you.
0: Today's all about me. And that's scary. Yeah. I, I usually put other people on the spot, but the tables are turned apparently. So um, today
1: we're going to dig into <laughs> Ingrid's story. Oh. And I've called this episode Workplace Bullying Rocket Fuel. Um, Ingrid, can you talk to people about what rocket fuel is? Because there's a bit of a tie into your book, Future Proof Your Career.
0: Yes. So, um, rocket fuel for me um, is really what I use as a term to describe what's actually Oh, so what I've taken from the experience that I've come through right so I came from a background um, like I said of business but primarily you know my experience as a virtual assistant was gained in traditional employment in legal secretarial was probably the main area the thing that I love the most and my last job I experienced really horrific workplace bullying to the point where you know there was pretty bad thoughts going through my head. We'll and dig into that a bit Yes, more, yes. But, but that, that experience and my need to get away from that situation was actually what I call my own personal rocket fuel to propel me towards success. So failure was never an option and that rocket fuel still burns today because it's always about okay you know I'm I've used that experience and turned it around and made it the fuel that's made me want to be successful
1: absolutely so are you happy to just dive straight in and for me to start <laughs> asking you some questions
0: oh, I think you can do that okay so Ingrid Bayer
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes that's me <laughs> tell me a little bit about Ingrid Bayer, the person. So tell me, like, what is she like? What is Ingrid Bayer, the person? What are her favourite
0: things and what are the things that she loves most in this world? Well, um, that is a very good question. I think that at the moment I'm very work-focused. So it's <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it, when someone asks you a question like that and you're so mo- motivated by work I actually really love what I do, so I would have to say that that is something that I'm very passionate about and that is what I like. I, um, I'm i a country girl, so I live in regional New South Wales um, and so I actually really love the great outdoors. Hopefully you don't hear too much of it. I'm really trying hard <laughs> to make sure that my background doesn't seep through into this recording, but... You know i have a backyard that i can look out onto we've got a beautiful room at the back of our house which is my office and i can see outside and i can see the chooks and i can see the mango tree and i can see the cats generally or they can walk in front of me like you or we love our animals <laughs> i mean i'm a real animal lover and you know the best sort of holiday for me is going camping so you know pretty much that's me right that's what I love (laughs) love it what annoys you most in the world Ooh, so what annoys me most is people pretending um you know I guess rip off merchants so people who say they can do something and can't do it um Hmm. You know, that's again. It's a really hard question because it's not something you think about the most. Mm. Um, personally, for me, what annoys me is when I can't get something done. Like when I have a okay. goal and I don't reach it. But and the outward annoyances are, you know, driven by I don't know less than excellence. I I get really frustrated with poor customer service. Mm-hmm. I get really frustrated and annoyed when. You know what people say they are going to do they don't deliver so you know i'm someone who yeah i value and i i take people at their word so what mm. annoys me is when i get let down so yeah, yeah we're kind of unpacking that a bit but yeah that yeah. basically no, that's that, good. that would be a, a probably a big takeaway for me yeah
1: excellent um tell me a bit about what your family looks like so that oh, you know people yeah because <laughs> people know you talk a lot about you know VA Institute and about the VA industry, but mm-hmm. who's behind the scenes? Who's ticking over in the background?
0: Well, I have my biggest supporter is my husband, um, mm-hmm. and I think it's so great to have people at home who are on your side. Um, I look, honestly, I've built this business on my own. I, I won't lie about that, but i've had <laughs> I've had the support from my home-based family. So my husband, we're empty nesters now. I'm I'm yeah, like I <laughs> probably am a fossil, right? You go back to You the, are not a fossil. <laughs> I, um, I don't want to be a fossil, but I feel sometimes I, I'm very young at heart is what I will say. Absolutely. Um so I have a wonderful family as well. So we've got two children, adult children. Um, my daughter is married and she has given us two most gorgeous granddaughters and they are just a joy to be around um, and I'm very grateful for the ability that that we have to see them and for me to travel and work right you know that's and why I did what I draw did on
1: your cats
0: yeah and stuff. oh yeah draw draw, draw uh, tigers tiger stripes on my cats which they did last week um so you know that's been and and you know, my family, because of the, the, the stage of my life that I was at when I started my business, when my kids actually like they need you when, they, when they're young for sure, but when they start to become independent, they also need you. There's a yep. different sort of a level of need, and I Whole was able to agree. Yeah, I was able to drop things and be there for my kids. Mm-hmm. So my daughter married happily with a couple of children. Does she live um, nearby? No, she lives a long way away, actually. How long away? (laughs) Like a nine-hour drive away. She lives, for any of you um, who know New South Wales, um, she lives in Bourke um, because her husband is a police officer. Uh So they. That's a fair way away from you. uh, Yeah, it's a super long way away. But, you know, we get to go out there and we get to see them and, you know, not as much as we'd like, but they are actually planning on moving back. So that Ah, yes. there's news. <laughs> yes, and um, my son—well, that's another whole other story as well. That's pretty <laughs> exciting. So, our youngest is um, our son Tim, and he is a builder. And he has been for the last three years applying to uh, the, Ant- the Australian Antarctic Division to be accepted as a carpenter which I didn't even know they did that right yeah like what <laughs> Like
1: there's carpenters yeah. on the ice how does that work
0: <laughs> so yeah well it obviously works because this year his third time in applying he was successful so as I sit here talking to you Mel um, he is preparing for his voyage on the ocean down to antarctica and so
1: he's in uh, he's in tasmania at
0: the moment yeah he's in
1: tasmania Mm -hmm. at
0: the moment and um he's doing a lot of training um like survival training and those kinds of things yeah yeah and then he's heading down there um very soon um, that's exciting so he's um he'll be down there for 12 months so it'll be wow. a whole I'll be living very vicariously through my son at that point so be prepared for lots of yeah. conversations <laughs> about penguins right <laughs> <laughs> anyway that's a bit about my family I do have my mum and dad who live sort of in the same town as I live in um You're and, in a fairly small town yeah I live um in Regional New South Wales on Mm -hmm. the Mid North Coast, Mm -hmm. a nice little uh, river side location, and we're ten minutes from the beach. So
1: ah, perfect. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And my husband, my husband who Carl, who is um like I said very very supportive he's, he cooks most of my meals for me well like he's how, can, how mm-hmm. lucky can I be um and his background is photography and food that's a bit of a combination there but you know he's uh because of our local area and the nature around us I think you know that's why we came here is that he can get out into nature and take yeah. beautiful photographs right
1: Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing a bit of insight as to what your, you know, what your life looks like outside of all of this. Um, Just one quick question. Do you have pets? Well, yes.
0: (laughs) You know I do.
1: (laughs) Well, we may have alluded to someone being drawn on last week. So So
0: I have two cats. mm -hmm. Um, We've always had cats, although I'd love to have a puppy dog in the, you know, Ooh. down sometime down the track but cats and well i know you've got a dog but um i just we feel like a dog and cats won't mix so we're kind of keeping that separate but i've got two cats stanley and mm-hmm. rosie so uh-huh. so stanley is well they're both very spoiled they're actually our children now that our actual children have left right mm. <laughs> so yeah i have cats and i love animals
1: beautiful um, Ingrid, I just want to go back a little bit. So, um, and this is, you know, if you think you're a fossil, um, I'm asking you to dive into the archives. Tell me a bit about the different types of work that you have done in
0: your life. Oh, I, I'm i really excited about answering this question. Ooh, yay! <laughs> so I started out... Um, I went through secretarial college, (laughs) so that (laughs) dates me immediately, right? Um, But I got my first, my first job was legal secretarial um, and I moved into then a company called, well, it was it was a media company called mm-hmm. Grundy, Grundy Organisation and I worked mm-hmm. for a gentleman by the name of Reg Grundy who is very well-known and he's passed away only in the last few years. But um, I, I was his PA's secretary um, and, yeah, so that was an amazing uh, an amazing position. Uh, I learned so much during that role and, in actual fact, that role... Reg Grundy's PA. I'm forever grateful to her because yes. she taught me. She taught me so many processes that I still use today in my life. So she was just an amazing person that I learned so much from. I then moved into a different type of entertainment, which was um, the record industry. Remember those black records? Things? I yeah. actually <laughs> just got a record player for Christmas. Ah, there <laughs> you go. So, Final. <laughs> so yes, we were well cds was happening too of course it wasn't that long ago but um yeah well, i worked for a company called cbs records mm-hmm. um which has now become sony music but um i was the secretary to the managing director of the music publishing section of cbs so we had mm-hmm. some amazing artists that i met and you know, we I really enjoyed that role. It was it was fantastic and lots of free concerts. And when you're in your twenties, that's probably like amazing. the yeah, best yeah. job ever. Yeah. Um I then moved into, um, and these were over years, right, I then moved into really boring stockbroking. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's quite the change. (laughs) That's a big shift. But I was working for the manager of the administration department of a big um, stockbroking firm that was Mm -hmm. based in Sydney and Melbourne, but I was in Sydney. Mm -hmm. Um, That was really great. I worked there until we had our. well, I had my first child, Krista. And then left and did and um, from that point on I did temporary secretarial work in Sydney because at that point we were living in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Um, worked for the likes of AMP, um, New South Wales Treasury. So you know, I've kind of been around, done a few things, been around had, the ex- trots, yeah. had, had a had an exposure to quite a few different industries yeah um and then we made the move to tari so Mm -hmm. here on the mid north coast and you know that was the best move we always say it was the best move we ever made Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah so our youngest so tim at that point was three and then i started again being a mum i just took on part-time work there was no vas around then had there been gosh my life would have been different Um, and moved back into legal secretarial so yeah, that, that basically is the sort of work that I've done. And, yeah. oh, the other thing is, of course, you know, in amongst all that I helped my husband run his photography studio. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so we built that into a really successful business as well.
1: Excellent. Yeah. Wow, so you've got quite the wide and varied, you know,
0: background. I think it's really important in, as a VA yeah. um, and, you know, not necessarily that you have to have that kind of level of background, but I think... You know, the value that you can offer, it it really does expand when you've got a bit of a variety and you also are able to, I don't know, you roll with the punches a little bit more and don't freak out so much. Yeah
1: yeah and you know when you've got that real world experience Mm. um you know like a question that we hear a lot is um I don't have experience as a VA can I start this yeah and you know you kind of think well actually it's desirable that you don't have experience as a VA but that you have real world experience
0: well the other thing too is that the skills that you build so your foundational skills which is what I tell everyone when they because they'll ask this question as well won't they yeah. Is like okay I've done um admin in the finance industry mm-hmm. well admin in the finance industry well you think about it. I did admin in legal admin in entertainment admin in stockbroking admin in government um insurances uh and back to legal again so that that was actually the foundation that I used to carry me through and exactly the same concept in the VA Mm -hmm. world.
1: Yeah. Yep, absolutely. We spoke at the start of our episode a little bit about your workplace leading experience. Now, um, you know, with all due respect, would you be willing to open up a little bit about that and and talk about that in with regards to that being the catalyst to what actually got you started in all of this?
0: Yeah, look, I, I'm happy to share that. It's something that I don't really open up a lot about. Yeah. Um, certainly in the book that um, we're due to launch it in February 2021, which is mm-hmm. only a short while from now, but. Uh, I do talk about it a lot more because I've sort of figured out how to put it into words. Yeah. Um, but as I said, I was in uh, a legal secretarial position here in Tari uh, working for a very big law firm that had offices everywhere. Um, and unfortunately, the person that I worked with, um, yeah, he, he, without putting too fine a point on it, he was a workplace bully. I didn't know what was happening. If anyone who's been, who's listening has been in a workplace bullying situation, they'll probably understand when I say that I thought it was me. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was the one that was causing things yeah. to go wrong. And I, so so how it showed up was um, I was being set tasks that I couldn't do. And and what I didn't realise, but I realised afterwards, was that this this person was watching me fail and then hauling me into the office and telling me what a loser I was, um, which that wasn't very nice. No. Um, He, yeah, he just basically made it very difficult for me to do my job and my job was his PA. So it was very, very hard. So, you know, even you know in a job that you have to, communication, we talk about communication, he wouldn't allow me to communicate with him. So, mm. you know, I'd have a, a, a caseload of files that I'd need to go and speak to him about. I'd try and get him to see him in the mornings and he would not let me come in. He would put me off and so therefore the work wasn't getting done. So I was actually failing really quite mm. badly as a result. Um, how it played out, oh, and, and you know, he it, in the end, as we got sort of further into it, um, he physically sort of, wasn't bad but he did throw things at me and that was um okay just <laughs> just to stop for a second
1: I just want to draw attention to the fact that you just said it wasn't that bad well he was think... throwing things at me okay so we need
0: to recognize that that actually is quite bad it is quite bad but I, I say that it wasn't that bad because I know other people have been through far worse than what I've been through. So, you know, it's probably minuscule on a scale, but the the outward or probably inward uh, thing that happened for me was that I had very bad anxiety as a result. Um, I don't know. Had, if you, any... ever,
1: had you ever experienced no. anxiety prior I didn't, to that? No. I
0: actually didn't know what was happening. I thought I was, well, I felt sick. Mm-hmm. Um, I had like sickness all the time. My heart raced at a million miles an hour, I felt, like, really ill Mm -hmm. and um, I couldn't, I found it very difficult to go out in public. So that's, and that's so not me, right? You know what I'm like. Yeah, you're
1: a pretty sociable person. Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) so it sort of affected me and I was very teary, so I would come home and cry. Um, Mm -hmm. And in the end, uh, it got to the point where there were suicidal thoughts. So my family, thank goodness, intervened um Mm -hmm. i was able to get a referral to a great um counselor Mm. and that counselor helped me to like i'm a problem solver you give me an issue and i'll solve a problem i wasn't able to see my way clear but once someone helped me unravel all that stuff that was going on and made me realize that it was actually not me it was Mm. what was being done um i was able to then really be clear that I wanted to get out and I had to get out but like a lot of people I really needed the income at that point mm-hmm. so yeah that was my catalyst for getting started um and that like we said the rocket fuel so when when I have finally sort of announced that I was leaving after successfully setting up my business which I did as a side hustle right Mm -hmm. um and I still worked full time because I had to be sure that it would work um this person who was my boss came out and said to me I you know I think you would be definitely great at answering phones and I thought (laughs) you know what you can just you know watch me because it's not going to be just answering phones buddy yeah I'm gonna. I'm gonna do something amazing, and so I don't, Yeah,
1: that person is. Are they still around?
0: Well, <laughs> so I live in a small town, right? Mm. Um, <laughs> they are, aren't they? So, actually, not now. Um, right. They live at the end of my street. Right. So, um, but. but you know, cool karma, what goes around, comes around, um, he ended up leaving his wife. So he doesn't actually live there anymore. Okay. Um, so that's that's a bit of a relief for me. But, you know, the upshot was I was so relieved to get into a VA job. I actually didn't leave home probably for about a year <laughs>
1: once I started. Yeah. <laughs> and and was that because you were so excited about your job or because you were still dealing with the fallout from the workplace bullying
0: well I love my job don't get me wrong I absolutely love starting my VA business it gave me back my confidence but I still couldn't go out into the public arena yeah so it affected you long after oh many years For, for many it still affects me um a lot less than it did um, but now I'm able to have the perspective when you get mm-hmm. that far down the track mm-hmm. of being, in a way, in a weird way, grateful because I wouldn't be where I am today without yeah. that having occurred. So absolutely, yeah.
1: Um, so just uh, touching. Back on what you said about, um, you know, you spoke to a counsellor, you know, I'm a huge advocate for uh, utilising support services like that Um, and uh, you would agree that it certainly doesn't indicate a weakness, it's someone that you can talk to Mm. to help get things
0: straight absolutely sometimes you need to talk to somebody who's Mm. not actually intimately involved in your situation Mm. you need a third party that takes you just on face value and they can talk you through whatever it is that you need assistance with or be a sounding board be a real sounding board yeah
1: absolutely so um with you starting getting your VA journey, you know, off the ground. What were what did you what do you think in hindsight was the hardest thing about getting your business off the ground?
0: Um uh look, I to be honest, I didn't <laughs> I didn't find anything really hard. Uh I found it very exciting. The hardest thing was actually hiding it from
1: Mm -hmm. from
0: work (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) um hiding my excitement that I had a way out uh so look it took it took me so I I made it easy for myself because I had a goal right I had a goal about when I could step away from work so in a way nothing was hard really to get started um the first I guess the initial stages before I really got started it was figuring out whether this was for real What mm-hmm. actually whether this was a thing or whether it was a get rich quick scheme which mm. you know I was very wary of all those you know you go and you start looking and oh back, my goodness yeah well back then it was you know those jobs that you find even on seek I think but other job boards where it'll be yes. you know earn a thousand dollars a day doing just for yeah.
1: taking phone calls yeah. from home you know yeah, yeah. Okay, and whatever. I was like
0: a bit sus about that so I did get a mentor straight yeah. up and that kind of helped me you know get my head right and figure yeah. out whether this was something that I could do and I remember having a conversation with her mm-hmm. um and I said, and I just kind of talked through that I wanted to get started. And she just, I remember her laughing at the end of the phone and saying, You know what you want to do, just get started. And I went, Okay, yeah. I kind of just needed permission to get started. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Someone to yeah. say, yeah. I believe in you, you can yeah. do this. Yeah.
0: yeah. And once I had that, I just thought, Well, there's no holding me back. So I like, I'm not. I don't want to trivialise it because yeah. I know for some people it's a really big deal. Um, I was really fortunate because I had that entrepreneurial background and my mm. dad and mum, we've always been in business, so mm. I've seen that side of it. Mm. So I guess it was just for me just taking the step, really. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um,
1: Since, oh, that was the other thing I was going to ask you. So, obviously, back then when you started, there wasn't um, availability of the programs and people to help you get started as there is now. So, you were kind of blazing a trail. Um, or you have been blazing a trail ever since um did you find that uh you were sort of we talk sometimes about frankensteining bits together did you find that you had to create your own path and or did you have guidance
0: I did I definitely did have guidance Mm -hmm. I will say that absolutely categorically had guidance Um, And do you think people can do it without Guidance. I I think it would be very hard to do it without guidance. Um, But but some people can because, yeah, like it depends on your business acumen, I guess, and how much confidence. So remember, I was dealing with lack of confidence at that point too. So I I needed that sounding board. um, But, you know, I pretty quickly had a a good idea of how I wanted it to look and it did start to flow. Mm. I mean, I just kind of went hell for leather, really. Mm. I just i sent i sent my profile out to anyone who I thought would be interested. Like it, mm. it, it wasn't virtual stuff. I like I went. I mean, it was virtual. That was where I was working, but I was sending my profile out to people in business that I thought, oh, they could use me. Maybe they could use mm. me. Maybe they could use me. I wasn't asking for permission back then. Mm. Right? I was just doing it.
1: And also, we didn't have the um, anti-spam laws that we do now, um, no. so you could just, you know,
0: spam anyone. Um, I don't but, think I was like I, I really wasn't spamming. I was I was contacting people that. I kind of knew and just kind of sending out my details. Um, so that's
1: what I wanted to get at yeah. was that you had already had a conversation <laughs> yes. with the people that you were sending those things yeah. to. You weren't just picking up an email address and, and <laughs> no,
0: plopping. No. You know. no, no, definitely yeah. not. There was a context around that. and But I was making a lot of connections and making mm. sure that I was very, like every day I was doing something, I was so excited about it, right? And um, were you
1: just making those connections uh, online?
0: Oh, no, no, not at all, in person as well. Um, I did, you know, face-to-face networking mm-hmm. eventually. Um, but yeah. what I, <laughs> when you were ready. <laughs> but I absolutely did um, connect with other VAs. Mm. I, I really sought out other VAs because they helped me just so I could see what they were doing and gave me confidence that it was mm. actually going to work and I've made fantastic friends that are people that are still my friends even mm. all this time later so you know that was amazing in itself I think is that the, this whole industry was so different and you know just being around those people gave me confidence I went to things like any sort of Virtual assistant conference that I could find, I went to it, right? Mm-hmm. I, I was very happy to socialize in that sort of an environment because mm. it was a like, like, mm. like environment. Yeah.
1: And you made sure that you had money to cover going to those things as well.
0: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> mm. You know, it, and it was something that as a business owner, you do, you just have to put money aside, you have to make sure you make allowances for that. Mm. Um, i I would just budget i'm a budgeter i've been a budgeter forever and you know i put money aside to make sure i had enough to cover the cost and to cover and to make sure that i had a great um great accommodation when i was there Mm. like i'd share with people you know did did that i remember teaming up with another three vas and we shared uh like a little apartment together Mm.
1: Yeah. Absolutely and I think you know for a lot of people um, coming from a background where an employer has traditionally paid and put the hand in their pocket to pay for you to do you know conferences mm. training those types of things that's quite a big mindset shift.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: to, to working out okay I've got to charge a certain amount so that I can pay for those things myself.
0: Yeah, it's just about taking responsibility. And it's part of your business growth. And I learned so much. It was well worth the investment, right? Mm, Yeah.
1: Fantastic. Um, One little final question. Um, How has your business changed since starting?
0: I always say to people that this is so important to remember. When you're starting your business, you're not always going to keep it that way. So, continuous improvement is part of a healthy business um virtual assistants like any other person who's working in any industry actually will learn new skills and they will also decide what they like to do best when i started my business i would do anything admin that i could do you know within my mm, area yeah, of expertise yeah. and i had a lot of experience so most things i could actually do mm. um Within about six months, (laughs) I realised that I didn't like doing reception um, and I sent the phone back to the company that I was doing (laughs) the work for um, and I replaced that client, right? Um, I also also realised that I loved, I've always loved organising and making processes work and, you know, making things happen. So that became... I tended to focus more on the operations management and I got a role with a client that was actually a really good experience they are they got me to manage their their call center
1: uh-huh.
0: and yeah that was that was a huge learning curve for me and helped me immensely actually in figuring out what I love to do and gave me new processes and software information and stuff that I'd never even imagined so mm. yeah so out of that I guess my focus ended up being, funnily enough never really legal stuff even though yeah. that, that was the area that I started my career in I didn't really end up doing that I've I've worked primarily in the operations and executive admin space for businesses from registered training organizations yeah. to IT companies um yeah to trainers um writers um speakers you know yeah. that kind of thing so I've had a fairly mixed background mm. um in in my VA business and I I soon discovered that I was good at telling people what to do <laughs> <laughs> so I I actually really like that side of it and and I still you know it's really interesting because even now I have I had a conversation like a week ago with someone that I've been working with i've been doing his operations management about four years ago and i had worked with him for about four Mm. years so you know picked up the phone had a great chat you know it's and i have other clients same thing you know i Mm. still still get in touch we still have those relationships and you know the clients that i've had have been long-term clients so Mm. it's it's been great
1: yeah that's so good Mm. um one thing before we depart Mm. um what gives you a kick now what floats your boat what is it that makes you go oh I love this
0: um well the biggest thing for me at the moment is watching people succeed Mm. um so today I I always say to people when you get your first client tell me I had a text message from someone today saying got my first client I was like yay sent them a Gif of a yeah. champagne bottle, you know, popping yeah. in the cork. Um, just watching people build success and yeah. watching the penny drop for people yep. um, and also now we've been delivering our the program well I've been delivering it for over three years now so what's happening now is we're seeing people who are getting quite successful and needing to get up to the next level so they mm. want to know how to build their business further and watching that is what really gives me a huge amount of satisfaction just mm. so seeing that success story play out yeah
1: excellent Thank you so much for sharing your story, Ingrid. Is there anything that I haven't asked you about that you would like to, um, you know, share with anyone?
0: Uh, You know, I think you've asked me plenty of questions. I wouldn't want to bore (laughs) too many people with any more. But um, just to say that this was the best decision of my life. Um, You can do it. Uh, It's a mindset thing. Um, If you believe you can you definitely can. Um, If you believe you can't, well, you won't. So, you know, it comes back to that. Um, And, you know, I guess for me, I just, I kind of do it now. I just, if I have an idea, if I have something that's worth risking a bit of effort and energy on, if I decide I want to go for it, I don't let anyone talk me out of it unless it's a really bad idea. Um, But generally speaking, (laughs) I will, I will go for it. And I think, you got so much power that you don't even realise, and yeah, so much untapped yeah. potential. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And yay for yay for us, you know, yeah. yay for us for building a great industry and for you know being able to have that balance that we need. So yeah, that's Excellent. that's the final thought I want to leave anyone with. But yeah, happy to happy to if it's if it's kind of provoked any any comments or, you know, questions, please do ask. I'm happy to go there with you. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Um, And don't forget we've got our our network group, um, the Virtual Assistant Network Group Australia on Facebook, uh, and you can certainly uh, request to join there and, uh, you know, engage in conversations with other people with experience and, you know, like-minded people. So, yeah, yeah, Yeah. certainly reach out. Absolutely. Thank you so much, everyone. We hope that you have enjoyed listening to Ingrid Bayer's story, uh, Workplace Bullying Rocket Fuel.
0: Thank you, Ingrid. Thank you, Mel. And we'll talk to everyone again very soon. Woo! Bye. Bye. Hey, and thanks for listening to our episode. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you don't miss anything that we have coming in the future. And also, we'd love you to share this podcast with any friends, family or colleagues who you think would like to future-proof their career. Thanks for listening. Bye.